You're listening to a Sun Life podcast. We pray that you be blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more information, visit sunlife.org.au. Enjoy the sermon. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Bin, and I'm the pastor of Sun Life Church. Um, we have been away for uh, a couple of weeks. You know that I've been away because I come back quite dark and there's a tan. Um, and when I'm away, uh, I, I always think of this church here. And there's nothing better than coming back home to worship uh, Jesus with you. I, I miss you a lot. I was uh, very blessed to be able to spend some time in Queensland. Uh, Pastor Dexter, who's with us here this morning, give him a round of applause. He's right here. Uh, he was with us for, uh, for a short season a few years ago, and we were very blessed to stay at his house and him and his wife and his uh, Beautiful children, he's got two girls now, uh, hosted us and looked after us. Uh, and then we uh, managed to spend some time with Anna and Muzz. Uh, for those who know, Anna and Muzz were leaders with us uh, many years ago. They're up in the Gold Coast. So it was great to uh, reconnect with ex-sunlifers to just, uh, yeah, see what they're all doing. But there's nothing better than coming back home to Perth, yeah? Nothing better than being here in perfect Perth with uh, 38 degrees Celsius, scorching hot, in a furnace. But jokes aside, there is something about when the people of God gather on a Sunday morning uh, to worship, to lift up the name of Jesus. And I do miss you a lot. And I'm so glad that I'm back here, that I get to uh, sing with you and to pray with you and serve with you. And I look down, I see so many new faces and it's exciting what God is doing here. This morning is Vision Sunday. It's the morning where I get to share with you what God has been uh, speaking to me throughout 2022. Uh, what I usually do is, uh, this year, I would seek God for 2024. But I want to share with you what God has been saying to me and impressing upon my heart for this community, for this year. And this is the focus for our church as we move forward as a church, going through uh, year 12 of our existence. You know, God has been very kind that we can be 12 years this year here. Um, I'm going to talk about vision, explain what it looks like, and introduce to you the leaders who will help me achieve the vision for 2023. So we'll be praying for and commissioning leaders towards the end of the service. But if you have your Bible, uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Am I still good at this? Oh, this is gone. This is gone. Yeah. Turn it on. I don't know how to turn it on. Maybe you can come up here and turn it on for me. Uh, turn with me to First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, and I'll get Gabe to turn me on. Um, hey, you know what? This, this is okay. It's okay. I mean, am I good to go? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we're not meant to be a slick church. We're not meant to be a slick church. This is what it means to be just people and just doing life together. Uh, if you know, if you know um, Corinthians, uh, especially chapter 12, you might see it as a subheading, spiritual gifts. This is the chapter where Paul talks about spiritual gifts, and he talks about how in the church there are lots of types of gifts, lots of spiritual gifts. Now, go with me to verses 12 and 13. Let me read the Word of God. Just as a body, that's human body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. Let's just stop right there. Paul begins to say the human body is one. It's very obvious. If we look at the human body, 
It is one, but there are many parts. We know that, that's, that's obvious. But did you notice at the very middle of that passage, he says, so it is with Christ. He begins to link Christ into the scene and he says, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, slave or free. And what Paul is saying, because of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit brings us together and we are different, but we form one body. Now for the early Christians, this is unheard of. This is like, what, what, what do you mean, Paul? Because for them back then, they were divided into classes. There was segregation. The masters would be in one corner, the slaves, the others, Jews and Gentiles, they'll never come together. But Paul says, no, because of Jesus and because of the Holy Spirit, regardless who you are, what background, where you come from, you come together as one, one body. And that would have encouraged the early readers and it encourages you and I today as Christians because we all are very different. Is that right? I look down and I see so many different people from different backgrounds, with different passions, with different interests and different values, and even barracking for different football teams. Some of you love the outdoors. Some of you, as soon as you touch grass or sand, there's a reaction. You can't handle it. Some of us are doing so well in life, and some of us are struggling. But the text tells us that when we have Jesus, no matter how different we are, we come together to form one. One body. That's Jesus Christ. And I love that. Because it means that I will embrace the fact that we're all different and we're not called to be clones. We're not called to be the same. That you have your gift and I have my gift and we all come together different, but yet we form one. So whether you are here for the first time, or you've been here from day one, we're all in this together. One body, Jesus. And he goes on in verse 26, he says this, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a member of it. He says to this church in Corinth, you are one. You are the body of Christ. You need each other. We are different, but yet when we come together, we are one. If one suffer, we're all suffering. If one is honored, we're celebrating. We're all one. And let me give you briefly three implications of this passage here. And what it means to be the body of Christ, what it means to be different, what it means to be united. Number one is that we belong to God. We belong to God. Because the text says this, that we are part of the body of Christ. We're members of Christ. We belong to this body, Christ, and we belong to Christ, which means we belong to God. That's the very first thing we need to understand is that you don't belong to yourself, you belong to God. You're His. He's God. You belong to Him. The psalmist says this in Psalms 100 verse 3, Know that the Lord is God. He made us. We belong to Him. 
That's wonderful to know that we belong to God. We matter to God. You matter to God because you know why? You belong to God. When you feel that, oh, no one cares about me, I don't really matter to anyone, you do matter to God. You know why? Because you belong to God. You are His. And your identity is not in what you do or your background or your culture. Your identity is who you are and you belong to God. So before you're even a doctor, before you're even a lawyer or an engineer or a student or a teacher, you belong to God. So we come here not saying, this is my identity because this is what I do. This is who I am because this is where I come from. No, no, no. We belong to God. We are His. That's who we are first and foremost. Before our career, before our background, before our culture, We are His. We belong to God. We are so loved by God, and we must know that. And this is for someone here this morning, that your identity is not in what you are doing. Your identity in who you are. You are His. You belong to God. And I need to remind you that, and you need to remind me that that I am not a pastor. I'm a child of God. Before I'm even your minister, I belong to God. You need to remind me, and I need to remind you. And as we remind each other, we settle our differences. We become one. Amen? The second thing is that we belong to each other. Not only we belong to God, but we belong to one another. Because the text says this, that when we experience suffering, we all suffer. When one is honored, we all rejoice. You know, during the week, I was very privileged to conduct the funeral of my late father-in-law. And what really encouraged our family was the presence of people. To have people there, to have people who would share in our pain, to have people who says, I know what you're going through. I'm going to be with you in that painful season. That when you are suffering, so am I. To know that there are people with you when you are suffering, to know that when there are people with you when you are celebrating, wow, that's wonderful. It encourages us. Amen? There's a quote that I read during the week. Shared joy is a double joy. Shared sorrow is half a sorrow. That's why we need community. That's why we need to be in community. That's what we need to remind each other, that we belong to each other. I belong to you, you belong to me. That when you suffer, I suffer. When I suffer, you suffer. When you are honored, I rejoice. When I'm honored, I hope and pray that you celebrate as well too. We are in this together and the text tells us that not only we belong to God, but we belong to each other. That's what the body is. And number three is that we need each other. Not only we belong to God, not only we belong to one another, but number three, we need each other. I need you. You need me. You know how you know you're getting old when you're prone to more injuries and the recovery time takes a lot longer. You know you're getting old. Can anyone relate to me? Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. We're all aging together. Praise the Lord. I've got tennis elbow right here, right now, tennis elbow, and I don't even play tennis. What's the deal with that? I've got tennis elbow, and it is in pain for over 12 months. 
Is there a doctor in the house who can help me? <laughs> and there was one moment when I could not even pick up my coffee to raise up my coffee cup so that my lips and my tongue can enjoy the taste of nice coffee crema. It was a sad day. I could not pick it up. See, you see, the lips and the mouth need a hand to pick up the cup. We need each other. I need you. You need me. That's why in that text, that very text, in verse 21, Paul says, the eye, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. No, I need you. I need you. As your pastor, I need you. Don't see me as someone who's got it. Don't see me as someone who knows what, what life is all about, that I can handle the waves of life. I can't. I'm just as broken, just as sinful as you are, and I need you to help me, and you need me to help you, and we need each other. We're all in this together. And when we are together, and we're helping each other, and we are depending upon one another, you know what happens? We serve better together. We minister better together. We love better together. We care for each other better together. We follow Jesus better together. We grow into maturity better together. We will be discipled better together. I need you, or you need me, and we're all different with all our different gifts, but when we come together, we're much better together. And so the vision for our church in 2023 is the phrase, better together. That I cannot be a follower of Jesus alone. I need you to help me. And you cannot be a better follower of Jesus alone. You need me to help you. We need each other. We're much better together. And as this is a growing church, and there's so many of us here, I want you to know that Christianity is called to be in community, that we need each other, and that we're much better together. And if this is your first time here, or if I said before, you've been here from day one, I want you to know that this church here has this emphasis on making disciples, to see people be more like Jesus, to live out the ways of Jesus, to do the things of Jesus. And I know that it only takes place when we are together, that we are much better together. I love, Michael, when you said, this is our mission. Bring glory to God by making disciples through the gospel. When we planted this church some 12 years ago, that was the mission that God gave to me, and that will always be the mission of this church. We, as a church, Sun Life, only exists to bring glory to God, not to ourselves, definitely not to me, because I won't be around here forever. We want to bring glory to God by making disciples through the gospel. Because as you keep growing to be more like Jesus, you're going to bring glory to God. And if more people come to grow in the ways of Jesus, more glory to God. That's all I want. 
And that's the reason why we exist. We want to see people be more like Jesus here. You know, our church is around 350 people. It's growing. And I do not want to fall into the trap of being a pastor while I just put the focus on Sunday. I mean, I guess you all heard me say that many times, right? I love Sundays. But this is not the be your window. What is Sunday? Sunday is when we come together as the people of God to just worship Him, proclaim the gospel, be thankful that we're alive. Be thankful that we got up this morning by the grace and the mercy of God. We slept through the night and we got up and we're alive and we get to worship and sing to Him as the family of God. That's Sunday. You know me by now that this is great, but this is not everything. For me, everything is helping us be more like Jesus, to grow in the ways of Jesus, to bring Jesus into our household, to bring Jesus into our school, to bring Jesus into our community, to bring Jesus into the sporting field, to bring Jesus wherever we go. We are not going to be Christians where the only thing we do is 10 o'clock here, worship for 90 minutes, and that's it. Uh That's not the type of church that we're called to be. We're going to bring Jesus to wherever we go. And for some of us here in your household, Jesus is not there. You bring Jesus there. For some of you in where you're working, Jesus is not there. You bring Jesus there. For some of you in your school, Jesus is not there. You bring Jesus there. For some of you, Jesus is not in your friendship group. You bring Jesus there. But let me say this. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But we'll be better together. If we do this together, we get there. We are better together. And so what does that look like at Sun Life Church here? Well, first of all, I want to encourage you that I don't want you to be a solo Christian. Friends, please, as your pastor, I beg you and I plead you, do not be a solo Christian. So not just say, this is a great church for me to come and hide and then just go. Please don't do that. For God's glory and for your goodness, don't be a solo Christian. Get to know people. I know it's very, very hard for some of us. Oh, Pastor Ben, you don't get it. I'm an introvert. I just get so tired around people. Start praying that God will send you another introvert and you start talking. (laughs) But don't find excuses or make up excuses and say, oh, this is who I am and I just have my own thing with Jesus and that's how I do it. I see nowhere in Scripture that we're called to be a follower alone. We're better together. Find someone to encourage you to keep following Jesus. Get into a small group. Get into a serve team. We have so many connect groups at Sun Life Church. There's a map here and it's just like just a sample of all the different groups that you can find. Find a group where someone will just go, hey, how have you been? What's God saying to you? What are you doing about it? How can I pray for you? Find a group. Have people come over together and and share a meal and pray and minister and exercise spiritual gifts upon each other. It's okay. Start a group. Maybe God is calling some of you to start a group. Come and talk to me. Talk to Simon. 
Start a group. Meet new people. You're better together. Young people, youths, you've got your group. Meet other youths. Get them coming on a Friday. Encourage each other. Don't do things alone. Hop to the church website. Meet people. This year, we're going to do something slightly different with our connect groups. Is that once a term at the midway mark, I'm going to encourage all connect groups. In fact, I'm not going to encourage. I'm going to tell all connect groups to do an interconnect session. And what that means is that I'm going to get a connect group to meet with another connect group and just have fellowship. So can you imagine, can you imagine a, a, a couple's connect? They're, they just got married or they're dating and they're going to spend a session with a family connect. Oh, the wisdom. Hey, these are the strategies to actually survive the first two years of having kids. This is how you find sleep. This is what I do. You know, or imagine, or imagine a young adult connect, spending time with a 50 plus women's only connect. Oh, the wisdom there. I'm going to do that. Because you know why? Because we're the body of Christ and we are better together. Imagine the seniors group spending time with the youth. Come on, come over and let us feed you. And the youth, yeah, let us wreck your house. Yeah. <laughs> but you know why? We're family. The body of Christ, we are better together. So I just want to say this, is that if you are not in a group, I really want you to be in a group. There's so many groups out there, so many leaders out there who wants to love you and get to know you and do life with you. Oh, but pastor, you don't get it. I'm, I'm different and I'm kind of weird and awkward. Great. Make life hard for the leaders. It's okay. Because we're all different. But we're one in Christ, the body of Christ. We're better together. Another thing that we're going to do this year here is that I want to establish a learning space. Monday nights is I want to have a learning space where I offer three areas of studies, Bible, in other words, maybe how to read the Bible for yourself, or maybe the overall uh, story of the Bible, or maybe just a study in a book of the Bible. And then the next term, I'll do something on theology, Christology, eschatology, whatever, ology. We'll do something, not biology, not biology, <laughs> but maybe, you know, soratology, ecclesiology. Something to do with theology. And then the third term, I might do something on spiritual discipline, fasting, or Sabbath, or prayer. And then we rotate that. And the reason why I want to introduce this is because I know that for some of you, you may struggle to find a group because of work. Some people fly in and fly out. But you may be free on a Monday night. That I want you to come and I want that to be a space where you can learn and grow together. I think it's a great opportunity for you to learn the Word and to know Jesus better. One of the questions that I've been asking myself throughout last year is, why am I still a Christian today? Why am I a pastor? 
Why am I still loving Jesus? And I realized in my early years, two things took place. I was in a community of friends who loved me and we graduated together. We were at each other's weddings and we went and did trips together. And that was like my connect group. But then I spent every Tuesday night with my pastor for five years, just learning Bible. And I realized those two things kind of went together and helped me grow in the faith. I'm not saying that you are to be in a connect group one night and then join Monday Learning Space. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I'm, op- I'm giving that as an option. If you want to have that on a Monday night and be part of a connect group, great. But if you can't, that's okay. Get into a connect group. But if you can't get into a connect group, go on a Monday Learning Space. But here's the key. Make sure you're either in one or the other. Don't go, I just want to come here, and that's it. We need to be together. We're much better together. And I'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks. Alpha. Alpha, we're going to do Alpha this year twice. Alpha in term two, Alpha in term four. Because I really believe that Alpha is a gift that God has given to the church to reach people. And as I look down here, it's a packed house. There's no, there's no seats around. And, and I just go, well, you know what? There's more people that we can actually introduce to Jesus. And Alpha is a great tool. So your connect group, maybe, maybe God is speaking to your connect group and your connect group will say, hey, pastor, term two, we're actually going to do Alpha. We're going to run the Alpha class. Great. Your connect group becomes Alpha. And then term three, go back to connect group. Or maybe you're like, actually, I'm in a connect group, but I'm so passionate with Alpha. What do I do, Pastor Bin? Take a pause from your connect group, join Alpha, team Alpha, run Alpha at the end of the term, then go back to your connect group. That's okay. So we're giving you options because I really believe that as we serve together, better together, we'll reach people with Alpha. Let me just finish off by talking about the teaching series, and I've got a gift for you all. Here's the teaching series for this year here, to give you a snapshot of what we're doing. Term one, we're going to look into God's community, which starts next week, which is really ecclesiology, God's church, God's people. What is it all about? The meaning of the church. What is its purpose? And then I move into a series called Therefore Go. Therefore, go. In other words, it's a, it's a series on evangelism to inspire you to think about term two, when we start what? Alpha. And in term two, we're going to do a series from 1 Timothy, and I title that The Household of God. Because in 1 Timothy, it talks about God's household. How do we relate to each other? How do younger people relate to older people? And we're going to study what it means to be better together as God's household. And then term three, we're going to do Daring Daniels. The book of Daniel. And that's all about what does it mean to follow Jesus in a world where it's so anti-Jesus? Because Daniel was loving God when the world around him hated God. So we'll be studying Daniel term three. And then term four, we do Colossians. And Colossians are all about maturing. You know, I've got to adhere closer to God. Am I really walking close with God? Am I really maturing in Christ? And what it means to be someone who's actually being discipled. And then, of course, we finish with Advent as we move into Christmas. That's a snapshot 
of the teaching series for this year, helping us to realize that we are the body of Christ, one in Jesus, and we are much better together. But you might say, well, Pastor Beer, now what happens if I forget the vision? Well, well, my job this year here is to remind us to all be in groups, to be better together, and we now have a little gift for you. So I'm going to ask the welcome team to give everyone one of these little gifts here to help you remember our vision for 20. So everyone gets a gift, even the youth and even the kids, if you're here or not. You might not have a car, but I'm pretty sure you can put the key ring somewhere, right? Maybe in your school bag or a pencil case. And what you see right here is a, a person. It's a man or a woman. It's a person. And every time you look at this person here, you're going to go, well, I don't want to be solo. I don't want to do this alone. And the little key ring says, better together. That every time you start your car or you look at your keys or your pencil case or your school bag, you're reminded that this year here, we are better together. That you need people to help you. You need people to encourage you to keep following Jesus. I pray and I hope that this year here, we remind ourselves that we are the body of Christ. We are one. We are better together. So please, as a gift from Sun Life Church, we want you to take this key ring here and put it onto a set of keys. Maybe your school bag or your pension case if you haven't got a car. Maybe grab two because your friend is not here this morning. It's okay. We've got plenty. Grab a key ring. Be reminded that at Sun Life Church in 2023, we are better together. Secondly, you may notice in the foyer, in the foyer, we've got these cork boards. It looks a bit like this. So maybe now when you go to the foyer, you go, oh, better together. Now I know what's on, what's he on about. And these cork boards are quite empty right now. And so my challenge to you, church, is throughout this year, when you're doing things together, serving agape, the homeless, in your small group, the youth with your yacht sailing, whatever, take a photo, a selfie with you and some people, and then go and grab a pin and pin the photo in these cork boards. And as we fill up the cork boards, we'll get more cork boards. And I want to see a war throughout this year to remind us that we are what? Better together. Please do not take a selfie of yourself because <laughs> I'm going to burn the paper. <laughs> With someone else, oh, Pastor, it's me, but there's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. Yeah, I get it. I want you with other sun lifers, better together. Maybe connect groups. As we start connect groups, take a photo of your connect group. Bang, pin it up. We're better together. I tell you right now, through the whole of this year, I want to see that wall, that white wall, filled with cork boards, with photos. So every time we walk through the foyer, we can go, wow, we are better together. Amen. So there's a gift for you to enjoy, but also a responsibility to help me. But friends, you know what? I can't do this alone. I have leaders. I have leaders who help me in doing this. And I thank God for the many leaders in this church who love the work here and who captures the mission of this church 
And ladies, I want you to know without you, I can't do this. You know why? Because I need you. I need you. I cannot shepherd a church of 354 and I cannot shepherd a church this large alone. If we were 70, sure, I can do that. But anything above 300, 400, I, I can't. I need you. And I thank God for you. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask, if you're a leader, if you're a leader, I want to pray for you. Can you be up standing right now if you're a leader? I know that some of you are standing in the back. Move forward, I can't see you. But if you're a leader, stand up right now. If you are in the executive leadership team, I know there's some leaders up here. Most of you guys are leaders up here. Thank you. Guy, you can't stand guy here. You want to sit. <laughs> if you're a connect group leader, if you're a ministry leader, if you're on an executive leadership team, if you are serving, please stand. Thank you. I want you to know that I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you are here and I'm so glad that I have you and I'm so glad when I turn back, you're right next to me. Because I cannot go to battle by myself. I can't do it alone. But to have you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Without you, I cannot do this. So I appreciate every single one of you. I really do. And my prayer is that we, as a leadership team, we will do this together. That we will serve God's people together and we'll see more people grow into the maturity of Jesus Christ. I'm not interested in building a church. I'm not interested in having a large crowd. I'm more interested in seeing people be more like Jesus. I'm interested in discipling people in the ways of Jesus. And I'm thankful for you all. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. So leaders, I'm going to ask you some questions. As leaders of this church, do you joyfully and willingly offer your service in leading others in the ways of Jesus? Will you honour those who you are leading? Will you undertake your task wholeheartedly, faithfully, and live to the joy that Christian service brings? If so, please say loudly, yes, I will. Yes. So ladies, I want to pray for you right now. I want to commission you. I want to bless you. So everyone, can we have our eyes closed? And if you're near a leader, just extend your hand towards that leader and agree with me in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for these leaders. Thank you so much for the sacrifices they will take this year in seeing people be more like Jesus. So God, I'm so grateful for them. I am so thankful for them. And I pray a blessing upon them. I pray that you'll be with them. You anoint them. Holy Spirit, give them grace and power and strength to do your work. I pray they find joy in serving people. And I pray that in this year, you would use the leaders to disciple people, to see people grow in the ways of Jesus, to follow Jesus better, to remind ourselves that we cannot do this alone, that we are much better together. So I pray a prayer of blessing upon my leaders. I commission them. I send them forth in the power of the Holy Spirit to do your work. I also pray for more leaders to come through. Bless us, God, as a church. We need more leaders. We need more people. I thank you so much for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Can you give the leaders a round of applause? Thank you, leaders. Please be seated. And so before we close up in a time of, of, of worship, I want to also remind you that immediately after this here, we've got some morning tea to celebrate Vision Sunday. Please stay back and please grab some food and, and meet some new people. Next Friday, right here, next Friday, we kickstart our discipleship journey. We have a, a term like launch party right here. We're going to clear all the chairs. We're going to be a bit messy. That's okay. Kids are going to run around. We're going to eat together. We're going to play games together. We're going to pray together. And I'm going to bless everyone, whether they are the kids leaders, the youth leaders, the young adults leaders, the adults leaders. We're going to pray and bless. So if you are free next Friday, come here at 6.30. Eat with us. Celebrate with us. Play games with us. It's going to be a fun night. And we're going to bless all our leaders as we start our discipleship journey for term one. And it's a great time for you to also meet some new leaders and maybe find a connect group. If you're a youth, hey, youth come and let's meet other youth. If you're in Sun Life Kids, come and enjoy other kids. This is for everyone. I envision a great night where we eat together where we're going to just play games and pray and get ready for what God will do in term one as we know we are much better together. Amen.